0: from former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam.
1: And welcome to Sports Info of U- Hey, and Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Man, 2017 went by in a flash wow, how can we slow these years down? We start, We all we talk about is global warming. We need to learn how to slow these years down that are just passing so fast, so fast. And you know, it's not that the time is passing fast. It's just that we have so many things that are going on in our lives in these days that we live in that it makes it appear as though time is passing so fast because we got clocks that were made in the 1800s they keep the same time. Some clocks made in the 1920s keep the same time that these clocks keep the day. So time is not moving fast. We're moving faster than we've ever moved before. And trust me, a lot of it has to do with what we do, our, the Internet, and the sports that we watch that consume our lives, our children, our children's children, our house, our children's house. Our, our cars, our kids' cars. Oh my goodness. man, we have so many things that really consume our lives that we really get we get caught up in the moment from time to time. Hey, and we really need to slow down. I think that's the key to time moving slower is us slowing down. Hey, almost like almost like um, the 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 um, the L.A. Rams did. When they slowed down against the Atlanta Falcons on uh, on Saturday, you know, a lot of people were expecting the Rams to be to be a um, to be a contender in this thing this year. Todd Gurley, outstanding running back, but but it just didn't just didn't come come to fruition because um, Atlanta Falcons had a little bit more experience. Team was in the Super Bowl last year. A lot of people thought that they, that, you know, they blew the Super Bowl. I'd be one of those same people that thought that they blew the Super Bowl last year. So if they can actually get back this year, I really thought it would be a special thing uh, if they could have got back to the to the Super Bowl in this year. And I really think it's going to be a special thing if they can get back to the Super Bowl. But just the thought that that this team really just almost... Um, pretty much led this game wire to wire against the, um, uh, the the L.A. Rams. You know, Todd Gurley went for what he usually does, 14 carries, 101 yards. But in a playoff game like this, you know, an explosive running back is, is a good thing. But you really need one of those running backs that's going to be able to Control a clock, pretty much, almost, and um, I hate to say it, but when you think about that, uh, Devontae Freeman is more of a control a clock kind of running back than um, than Todd Gurley, and and it and it really showed um, in the game on on Saturday. De- Devontae Freeman, eighteen carries for sixty six yards and tw- and and one TD. Gurley went for 14 carries, 101 yards, but no TDs. And so what I'm, what I'm really saying is that this is a running back, Devontae Freeman, and even um, the, um, the uh, Atlanta Falcons running attack. It's, it's a playoff running attack. You know, they want to eat up yards. They want to eat up time. They, that, that's what they want to do. And whereas when we look at, uh, at the Los Angeles uh, Rams, Rams not necessarily wanna uh, they don't they don't necessarily wanna eat up eat up yards in time. They wanna get chunks of yards. They wanna try and score on you, score on you, score on you. And we really find it in the playoffs, in the NFL playoffs. These things are hard to come by. Chunks of yards are hard to come by and getting into that end zone is an even harder task to achieve in the NFL playoff. Now, Julio Jones uh, he had ten targets, nine receptions, ninety-four yards. This cat is a playoff receiver now. No matter what we're talking about him in the regular season, he is a playoff receiver. This guy is is down for the playoffs. He's a he's a big game kind of guy. You know, we he, nine 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 receptions, and they only targeted him ten times. I think that's a big deal. But now that we look at this team. And I'm gonna say this about the Rams: the Rams went into the playoffs where they didn't play a lot of their their starters in the last game of the season. They lost that game, and to be honest with you, um, I think it affected this team going into the playoffs. And I say that I, I, I say that really because I think this was a a, a young team and. It just didn't. It it didn't. It didn't feel well, you know. And, they, and a matter of fact, the the um, the the Rams actually won. The, the they they lost the last two games of the regular season. They lost to the Chargers, and they lost to the Green Bay Packers. Now, I was looking at one of these shows where they have the mics on the field, and you know, and I heard their coach say, he said, um, guys don't worry, this won't affect us going into, the, uh, going into the playoffs. And then I heard him say uh, over the headphones to one of his assistants or whoever, uh, whoever whoever he was talking to on the other end of the headphone, he said, I hope this won't affect us going into the playoffs. Well, in the back of his mind, I'd already seen the, the, the seed planted that this could possibly affect his team going into playoffs. And I can almost guarantee you, I think this is the last time you'll see um, – You'll see the Rams and their head coach, um, Sean McVay, not playing his starters going in to the last game of the season, whether he has the playoffs wrapped up or not. I think he's learned a lesson from this, and I don't think we're going to see Sean McVay uh, not give 100% in a game. And uh, I can see maybe maybe not playing your starters in the fourth quarter. Maybe you shut it down in the fourth quarter. But you can't go into a, a, a playoff game and think that a team that played their hardest last week and you just played, you didn't play at all or just gave a minimal effort are, are going to have the same kind of appetite for football that following week. I just don't see it happening. And we'll, some people will say, well, what about teams that have an have a open date or teams that uh, have a week off? Um, these teams look at that as we have earned that because we are the best in the league. But every coach in the back of his mind, he's worried, man, is my team getting a disadvantage for not playing this week? Or is my team actually gaining advantage by being able to rest up and heal up? It's, it, hey, the glass is half full or it's half empty. It's, it's, you really, I guess that's a question for all of us to wonder. Should I rest or should I be playing? And trust me, these teams that are resting, they're getting a lot of game time simulation where they're probably practicing as hard or maybe even harder than they did uh, because they're not going to play in a game. So they know they have to practice hard. They're going to have some more time off because they're not playing. But that gives you more time to prepare and more time to practice. So I think it's a, it's a double edged sword. You never know what's what's best. But I really think the Rams did themselves a disadvantage by um, by not playing, uh, putting forth a serious effort in the uh, in their last game in their, in their last game of the season. Whereas we saw um, we saw the Falcons; um, they were playing for something. And, and they really put forth a, a, a serious effort in their final in their final home final in their last uh, last game of the season but we continue to talk about this NFL playoffs and I tell you um it's exciting always exciting the NFL playoffs are uh, but I was really um, <laughs> I, I, I want to say um surprised by the um by the Titans game. I, and the Titans and the Chiefs game. But w- would I be lying if I said um, Andy Reid has a history of this? You know, we've seen this with this guy Andy Reid. We, we, you know, we, we've seen this picture a few times with Andy Reid and, and, and the Philadelphia Eagles. And now he's taking this trip on the road. With the um, <laughs> and I say on the road, you know, because Andy Reid's been, been with the Kansas City Chiefs for a long time, but it's it's really it's really kind of disheartening to see this Chiefs team play so well at the beginning of the season, have a record of ten and six, um, and 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 have a have a really good good season, good season. I mean, hey. Um, and to see Alex Smith play as well as he did, uh, 24 completions, 264 yards, two TDs, hey, you know, and, and lose. And to see this kid, uh, Mariota, 19 of 31, 205 yards, two TDs, one interception, a quarterback rating of 48.1, and, and lose. Ah, as it's it's hard it's hard to see this, but when you see what we're talking about, what I was talking about earlier in the playoffs, you really have to have a running attack. I mean, the weather's going to be kind of iffy at best, and more than likely it's going to be poor. Um, you really have to have a running attack, and um, Derek Henry, twenty-three rushes, one hundred and fifty-six yards. Uh, one TD, and his longest run was 35 yards. Well, um, Kareem Hunt, 11 rushes, 42 yards, one TD, and his longest run was 16 yards. So most of his yards came on one run. But the point is, is that when you have a running back like like um, like Derrick Henry, who's a pounder, who's just a, 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 a ground eater. I mean, this guy, these guys just pound the ground. So, you, ex- you expect them to, what they do is they run the clock. They run the clock. Even when we looked at this game and at one point Kansas City was uh up 21 to 3 at halftime. 21-3 at halftime. Well, can. um the Titans basically still had to do what they were what they were continuing to do, was running the ball. I mean, when when you look at it, they just ran, ran, ran the ball. You know, because um, Mariota only threw for two hundred and five yards. You know, Derrick Henry almost ran for as many yards as, as Mariota threw threw for. You know, but but you have to um, you have to actually tip your hat to Mike Malarkey and the, and the Kansas and the, um, the Tennessee Titans because they came with a game, came in with a game plan, stuck to the game plan, and it produced a victory. Now, how well will this team do? Um, do um, as as the playoffs continue? That's yet to be seen. Uh, and Tennessee goes to New England this week, so in reality, hey, let's let's don't get a twist twisted. Let's let's get this thing. Let's call it what it is. Tennessee's had a good run this year. Um, they they beat a, a good Kansas City Chiefs team. That Andy Reid has a history of losing in the first round, whether it be with Kansas City or whether it be with the Philadelphia Eagles and, and Donovan McNabb. He has a history of losing in the first round, so it's not a surprise that they lost in the first round. Tennessee's had a good run, but. They play New England next week, and let's don't get it twisted. This is the last game, last victory of the season for Tennessee Titans. They play New England next week. Let's don't get it twisted. You know what I want. Let's let's don't be. Let's don't get. Let's like, hey, uh, what like what do my buddies say? Don't be no dummy, dummy. Come on now, let's don't get this thing twisted. New England, they had a good run. Now, however, the um the um uh, the Falcons. Like I said, the Falcons have, they they have, they were in the Super Bowl last year. A lot of people thought that they really blew it, and everybody knows that they blew it, but um, now they have a chance to redeem themselves. They're wild card in the playoffs. This week they play a Nick Foles Philadelphia Eagles team on Saturday. I don't see this. I, I really see the Falcons having an advantage this week against Nick Foles. Nick Foles has turned into be a horrible quarterback. I mean, Brock Osweiler bad. I mean, um, uh, man, Mark Sanchez is bad. This Nick Foles has just turned into be a bad, bad quarterback. So I really see. Um, I see. I, I, I see the Falcons going into um, Philadelphia this week and. Philadelphia looking like an Andy Reid team. I'm not. I, I'm not gonna say that. I I think. Um, I can't think of the Philadelphia's coach right now, but I think he's done an outstanding job with that team this year, and I really think that um, he's he's put together a, a serious contender in Philadelphia. And uh, too bad Carson Wentz went down because I think this team would really be. Um, Prive to make a nice run in the playoffs this year, but because um, because um, Nick Foles is at the helm, I don't think this team has a chance at all. I mean, there is no chance for them against New England. There, no, well, there is no chance against this team against um, the Falcons on Saturday. Uh, and uh, hold, on, hold on, let me take that back there is a chance for this team because they're playing at home. Uh, Philadelphia is a, they they got the best fans in the world. No one supports their teams and or their organizations more than Philadelphia. Uh, I just think that because quarterback is such a crucial position in on a team it's in football, quarterback is like pitching in baseball. If you got a good pitcher, um, in some cases, the outfield never have to worry about anything. You know, finding some ground, fielding some grounders and pop ups. But if you got a sloppy pitcher up there, you you got problems. And it's the same on, on on um, that's 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 how I feel about this situation in 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 Philadelphia with with Foles at quarterback. I just think that they have a they have a lot of lot of holes, big holes to fill. With Nick Foles at quarterback, um, he's just he's just not going to be able to get it done for uh, for this team. However, when we looked at the game yesterday, my grandson's favorite team, my grandson's favorite team, is the um, Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, Jacksonville Jaguars won yesterday and won and probably one of the ugliest NFL playoff games I've seen in a long, long time. I mean, this was an ugly game. And, and when I say ugly, uh, at the end of the first quarter the score was 0-0. Zero, zero. It was a shutout by both teams. 0-0 zero, zero in the first half. In the first quarter. In the first half, mind you. The score was a combined six points, three, three, at halftime. Now, mind you, mind you, the um, the Buffalo Bills didn't score another point the rest of the game. However, the Jaguars scored a touchdown. The Jaguars scored a touchdown. Tyrod Taylor was seventeen of thirty-seven for 134 yards and one TD. And late in and and a drive late in the game that actually after he he suffered a concussion and um that defensive end Flowers for the Jaguars um look like he could possibly end up dealing with some kind of fine because looked like he intentionally slammed his head to the ground. Now that might be me. I don't know. Oh, but in my opinion, look like he intentionally sand his head to the ground. Now, let's get over here to Blake Bortles. The Jacksonville Jaguars will have quarterback competition in this offseason. There there's no question about it. Um, Tom Coughlin has assembled too good of a team in Jacksonville for him to allow Blake Bortles to be his quarterback. It just it's it, it it's just he has assembled too good of team too good of a team in Jacksonville for Blake Bortles to be his starting quarterback. Blake Bortles completed twelve passes. He only attempted twenty three passes. He had eighty seven yards and one touchdown in an NFL playoff game. Eighty seven yards and one touchdown. In an NFL playoff game, it's just um, it's. It, I'm, I'm gonna try to say this word. It's unfathomable for um, <laughs> for any NFL quarterback to have 87 yards in a game. I mean, this the, it, to me, I don't I don't understand this. I don't see it. Um, however, Blake Bortles had. Ten carries for eighty-eight yards. I think that's a plus. I really do. I think that I think that's a big plus that he has a he has an effort on running the ball. However, his um, I'm not going to say an effort on running the ball. He's putting forth a, a good effort on running the ball because I guess people really trying to make every effort they can to intercept his passes. Uh, Leonard Fournette little uh, fournette twenty one carries fifty seven yards and I think he earned every one of those um, every one of those carry those yards yesterday too and i 'm really thinking that little Fournette is hey i think he 's going to be a good running back in this league, but the way he runs uh he's he's going he 's going have to learn a different style of running because he takes a lot of punishment, and uh, this is not a league that you want to take a lot of punishment. And he don't look like the kind of guy that wants to take a lot of punishment. You know, there was some guys that ran this league like Earl Campbell. That guy wanted to take a lot of punishment. But Leonard Fournette doesn't look like that kind of guy that wants to take a lot of punishment. But LaShawn McCoy, who had been questioned, questionable whether or not he was going to be able to play, had 19 carries for 175 yards and had a really good game. I mean, um, but what did we expect from LeSean McCoy? Nothing but that. He had six six receptions, forty four yards, and he was dealing with an ankle injury the, the entire game. Um, so, LeSean McCoy, he he's the real deal, you know. And and Leonard Fournette, maybe it might be able to take a few lessons from LeSean McCoy. He's a running back that does not take a lot of lot of hits. Uh, he's very elusive. And not the Fournette is that kind of running back, but Fournette has to find some kind of way to be a little more elusive, or he's gonna have to de- he's gonna deal with more than just. Um, um, I heard him say in a, in a newspaper down here that this is that he didn't realize the NFL season was so long. Well, he, you know that's that's one way of saying hey man, it's harder than I thought it was gonna be. Well, it's only gonna get harder for him because he runs his mouth a little bit as a running back too, and that's one thing we don't. We don't need to do that as running backs. All right, hey, we'll take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back.
2: Your internet flagship station for sports.
0: Voice America Sports. Get ready for the get down with Hurley Brown. 8 P.M. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel.
3: This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we're diving into planning your 2018 outdoor adventures. Find out about prime DIY hunting opportunities across the country. Get the how-tos of applying for tags and listen for advice from the pros who hunt full-time. Joining us is Kevin Steele, host of Peterson's Hunting Adventures, Jeremy Millette with Silencer Shop, Mrs. Bunny, and more. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel.
0: Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum 3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
1: And welcome back to Sports Info. Hey, we got our old faithful on the line. Vince, what's going on? Hey, look, how are you doing? Hey, loving this life I got. Happy New Year, Vince. Welcome to the 2018. Thank God for it. Yeah, happy birthday too. Hey, and I know your <laughs> birthday on January 1st. Happy birthday, Vince. Happy birthday.
2: <laughs> hey, um, Vince.
1: I, I, did you uh did you fulfill Fort look at his name on your birthday?
2: Yeah, yeah, I have. time. I just came in on the low
1: Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's good. Sound sound like the game going on back there. Y'all get the y'all get the toast back there. Sound like it.
3: Uh, I was
2: wanted, I wanted to tell you I, I got the whole crew here with me tonight. And uh, <laughs> they they wanted to give you a little shout out.
1: Well, you know we take love any kind of way we can get it, Vince. Well, sir, you, brother, who you we, got thing, the,
2: though, we got in
1: the house? You know who this is, uh, You know I know the name, sir. Oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, don't tell me, uh, Mr. Williams. Don't nobody like Notre Dame in in the whole state of Florida except you. You, you, the only black man. I take that back. I take that back. It's two of y'all. You and Lou Host. Lou Host live in Florida, too. Y'all the only two people in Florida that like to know today.
2: Well, that's a wonderful thing, man. Uh, that's what we do, but so uh anyway we ain't trying to hear, sir. Let's go with the fighting Irish.
1: Hey so, Mr. Williams, who you think gonna take this game tonight? Who you think gonna take this game tonight, Mr.
2: Williams? I like Alabama. Alabama you gonna have a you gonna have a pressure to keep beating up on Nick, man. Oh, okay. And this guy can't run the ball, so I'm I'm going totally with Alabama.
1: I I hear you. So it's it's Alabama all the way, no question about it.
2: No question about it, sir. All right. I'm going right. to uh not pee you be the hog.
1: <laughs> I like that. I like that, Mr. Williams. Thank
2: you. All yeah. right. <laughs> Yes, sir. Mister. Bryant said that the three headed monster to kill Alabama tonight. They called the running by his front, for, for, for Georgia three headed monster.
1: Well, you know, let me ask you a question. Who do you think Mark Rick is pulling for, Alabama or Georgia? Who are you who are you say you think who do You think Mark Rick is pulling for tonight, Alabama or Georgia?
2: Oh, Mark Yeah. Mark Rick, Mark Rick Jordan. a choice. He ain't got no choice. That's, that's how album left there. And, and that's the T V he built. So he ain't in the right place. He's in the, hey, he can't have no bittersweet. Ain't right, no bittersweet, that's it. Uh, you know, yeah, bro, we're a hurricane. We know what it's like to have that championship. So ain't no bittersweet there. So we'll get out We'll get out of it next year. It's coming.
1: You know I I, I mean? would I would agree with you totally. I think Mark Rick, you're right. There is no bittersweet with Mark Rick. He's happy for that nah, team and their success. Yeah, yeah. He brought a lot of those kids to the program, so yeah. he's very happy for them. He he's he wants them to be successful. I don't think he has that kind of spirit. He had to come back to Miami to
2: build build the swag back. So everything everything going lovely down here in South Florida and. And then the other national championship
1: at the University of Central Florida, give them a shout out. That's Old Town. <laughs> I can't give Central Florida shout out just yet now. Well, Central Florida can't, they can't call themselves national champions when they don't play Florida, they don't play Miami, they don't play FSU. Come on, man. Come on, you got to play one of them.
2: Now, one thing about I just respect because they did, you know, about how they put their pants on, they put them on like everybody else did their job. We, it ain't my fault you don't put the best out of here against me. Bringing that on, I'm throwing that garbage out. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I look at. The next thing about put some real stuff up in here.
1: Well, maybe next year they will have a real schedule. Maybe they will put Miami or Florida or Florida State on the schedule. And if they beat one of those teams and undefeated, they'll, they'll be in they'll be in the conversation about the national
2: championship. Yes, sir. Go ahead. I'm gonna say something you that really I'm trying to get my hands on. All these coaches, right? Starting to get all this money for these colleges, right? And they invite these kids to their school or uh, to their system, Uh like like Sister Florida coach. He goes undefeated, and then he takes a contract to go to Nebraska, the the coach. But what about these kids that play for you, and you don't know, got them out there in end up throwing a drink? But they probably was full, and They probably was empty, and they, they be at the school. They wonder why. These kids take
1: these deals from my dealers and all that other place. Okay. You, feel, you feel <laughs> what I mean when I'm going I out with my third. I understand what you're saying, uh, Mr. Williams. I I feel I fear you, and, and I, I I've I've long said that college football players, college
2: athletes, should at be paid. That way, but that's what's you know? going
1: on now. Come and on, man. I
2: if, I if, I think the way I think the only reason it's going like that now because I probably stuck his hands in the cookie job by telling the NFL the fire kids, guys who are standing for the national anthem and trying to make the thing feel like it was about the flag when it never was about the flag. It was always about blind brutality, a race, and, and and um and um now you get a coach like Groot They'll be out of coach for ten to fifteen years, and you to give him a hundred
1: thousand dollars for ten years. I mean, uh, ten years, uh, ten million a year, a hundred million. That? Well, Vince, let's, let's 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 listen to this for a second. In <laughs> two thousand seventeen, Nick Saban made eleven million dollars as a head coach for Alabama. Now I'm gonna uh-huh. tell you I'm gonna tell you something, Vince. Um, $11 million is more than all the NFL coaches in the league made. Now my point is, it. how in the world can the players on his team get paid nothing and he getting paid more than the guys that make 3 and $4, and 5000000 million dollars a week in some cases coaching the guys that coach those guys make I don't understand maybe that. He's getting paid, paid awesome more man. than than um, all the NFL coaches, all of them basically. He's getting paid more.
2: Than them. So I don't, I don't get this. I'm still. You know why he did that? That's why he left the Dolphins because they were cheap. I don't and know why he, whether he
1: left the Dolphins. Maybe, maybe he left them because they were sorry.
2: Well, let me ask you another question. What about this thing with um, the ball boy? And, and his daddy, um, 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 out of control with 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 the coach for the Lakers. Imagine they came down and say nothing yet. What you think of that? I think,
1: uh, um, I think you know. Sometimes the more gasoline you pour in the fire, the bigger it get. But if you don't pull no gas on the fire. It'll go out. You understand what I'm saying? And I think that's what Magic Johnson is doing. Magic Johnson knows these kind of people. We all know these kind of people in the world. And the more you talk to them, the more they want to talk, and the more they more explosive they get. So I think Magic Johnson is doing the right thing by not saying nothing. But I really think this Kid Ball is probably gonna be gone before. Um, before Luke Walton is gone anywhere. Because I, I don't think that kid, LeVar Ball, is that good of a, a basketball player, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: so but, now, but, but one thing about it, Luke Walton was our favorite. And, yeah. and they said he's a of control of the whole
1: team. I don't agree with that. Okay. I, I, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I I think Luke Walton still has control of this team. I think this team we've seen this team for the last years and what have they been for the last years? Sorry. At the bottom of the at the bottom of the Western Conference. So what makes us think that this year when ball comes along and because he got a little handle that he's gonna make this team better than the worst team in the Western Conference. What make a team like this better? A true veteran. That's thing. And there ain't nobody from the NBA draft that's going to make this team a solid NBA team. Be a superstar that comes to this team and make this team a great team. It won't be a rookie, um, Vince. It won't be somebody from the draft. They
2: ain't I know anyway, I have nice policies and um, I was sitting there watching
1: the game, and it looked like Alabama was in the deep ready to do something to them. They have missed the field goal already. Hey, man, Alabama can't let this team hang around. You see, what happened to, um, uh, you see what happened last week when they allowed Oklahoma to hang around. Oklahoma allowed them to hang around and hang around. This team came back and Oklahoma. So, um, I think... Um,
2: I think it's a little simple. So, Dar, you,
1: you think Cam Newton was in the pocket yesterday, or what did you think? I thought he was out of the pocket. I thought it was a good call. I thought the game thought was over. thought was out of the pocket? I
2: thought,
1: yeah. it was, yeah, I thought it was a good call. You thought it was a good call? I thought it was a good call. I, th- and, hey, I think, yeah. uh, you know, Cam Newton, he's another, he's another player that just does not have enough talent around him, man. He needs some weapons yeah. around him. You know, he's, he's a good player. He just needs some weapons around him. I think
2: yeah. when he pulled that jersey off yesterday, he, he, he want to put it back on no time soon. He's glad this year will
1: win. I think he is.
2: <laughs> yep, and he got to get some <laughs> weapons around him.
1: Hey, Vince, we got to <laughs> let you go, man. We got some like other cars like on the line. Hey, yeah. man, don't be a stranger. we here every Monday
2: night. Peace. <laughs> <See?
1: laughs> <laughs> okay. Next well, time.
2: You. Hey,
1: Matt, we we got uh, we got we got Damon on the line. What's up, Damon? hey what's up Daryl? hey man loving this life happy new year brother happy new year
3: happy new year man you know um
1: i don't think we i don't think we've talked since um jimbo fishing and jump ship yeah and went, like and went to you know i know you're a big f s u fan and uh and what you think about willie taggart
3: well what he got going on man i i, I like i like what he he got going on he 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 uh he got Coaches with ties, big ties on on big teams, and it was, it recruiting is in the end, too. So that's what I'm liking. And some of the guys that went to Oregon are, are trying to uh, come back to FSU. I'm
1: sure they are, especially some of these Florida kids.
3: Yeah, and it's warmer here too. So.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're trying to trying to get back to the, back into the Florida. Yep, yeah, I'm sure of it. So, I, I, and I'm gonna tell you, man. Um, the coach from Michigan, um, Harbaugh, uh, Harbaugh, he speaks so highly of Willie Tiger, man. I mean, I mean, he speaks highly of this guy, and Harbaugh's dad speaks highly of Willie Tiger. So, man, this guy has a lot of a lot of good people saying big things about him, and he has not failed wherever he's been. I mean, um, whether I think he was at Western Michigan. Great there um, when he was at um, um, um South Florida, did a good job there. Um, so this guy and he was doing a good job out of Oregon. So I think Florida State's lucky to have him, and it's almost one of those situations where something almost falls in your lap that's too good that you just can't turn it down. And I think this—that's what happened with him. And he said it himself, it went for. Um, Family being here in Florida, and this almost being like a dream job. There's no way he would have left Oregon because he had everything he could have ever wanted at Oregon. And
3: like you said, he built he built uh, good good teams because of the recruiting uh, process. Yeah. So I'm just excited on the for the organization right now.
1: Oh yeah, I, I I am too, man. I am. I'm I'm excited for Florida State. I I tell you, I'm excited. Yep. Hey Damon, we're gonna take a quick commercial break, man. I want you to hold through so we can talk a little bit about Cam Newton. Talk about the Miami Dolphin. Talk about the Jacksonville Jaguar. Talk about the Florida State Seminole. Oh, and let's don't forget the Miami Hurricanes, baby. <laughs> we'll be right back after these messages with more sports info, you and.
3: Pacific. Perfect Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward
0: slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info U.M. with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
1: And welcome back to Sports Info you. Um, hey, um, we got Damon on the line. And Damon was just talking about how happy he is that Willie Taggart is Come to Florida State, become the new head coach at Florida State, and uh, Willie Taggart was a head coach at Western Kentucky from 2009 to 2012, and from 2013 to 2016, he was South Florida's head coach. Then he took the job at Oregon in 2017. So he has a lot of good pedigree, um, Damon, and I think we expect some big things from him, man. honest to switch.
3: I hope so to get this rivalry thing going back. Hey, I, I, well, I don't know I what hear you some of the Gator fans—they they're, they're talking smack too because um they got a new coach, but like well everybody's starting over, so we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, you're right. You know, um, this is our coach's. Um, this will be his his second year, third year coming up this year. Uh, the Gators—they're gonna have their first year coach. Um. Um, Willie Taggart, this will be his first year com- coming in, um, and Dan Mullen, you know, um, you know, Dan Mullen is one of those kind of guys. Um, Dakota Prescott was his quarterback at, um, at, at, at uh, but no, not, uh, when I say Dakota Prescott, I'm talking about Dak Prescott, That's Dallas Cowboys coach, Dallas Cowboys quarterback. He was his. State? Mississippi State, right? That's where this guy here is coming from, Dan Muller. and you, you just you just wonder is is that kind of football? Is it outdated for Florida? Is um, it is it is it is it a, is it a step back? When everybody else is going to these spread offenses and opening it up, uh are we looking at the Gators now going to look for another Tim Tebow to come through there because he was Tim Tebow's coach, from my understanding. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. And 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 and, and just think now if this guy does not do well early in the game, if he if he goes 1 and 3 in Gainesville next year, he's going to have a tough time, man. I mean, it's it's going to be real tough for him next year if he goes one and three. Yeah. Well, so
3: you got to look at their schedule too and see how that goes because normally they hit him up with SEC teams. Yeah. But yeah, you're right, and that's you're right. That's
1: what's that's what's going to make it even tougher. Yeah, he got to play in the SEC, and he's going to have to play. Um, All right, they, well, they play um, uh, Charleston Southern. They play Kentucky on September 8th, September 1st. They play Charleston Southern. Then they play Colorado State on September 15th. They play Tennessee in Knoxville September 22nd. They play his old team, Mississippi State, on September 29th in Starkville. And they play LSU, uh, Vanderbilt, Georgia. Missouri, South Carolina, Idaho, and they play Florida State the last game of the season. This schedule don't look too tough, but when you look at Florida State, uh, South Carolina, Georgia, LSU, Tennessee, they got a chance of at least three or four losses on that schedule, man.
3: Well, you could, Kentucky's getting good, too, so yeah, are getting better. But they are. You, know, you can't rule anybody up.
1: They were in a bowl game this year, yeah, yep. yeah, and you know, and we, we are all waiting and waiting, and every year we're looking for Tennessee to come back with something explosive, and they just haven't been able to do it the last few years. So, but um, it's it's yet to be seen what's going to happen in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. So hey, it's, Do they even have a coach yet? I don't know who the Tennessee uh uh Tennessee's coach is. <laughs> But um, they, they, they got a new coach, too. Yeah. Yeah, they got a new coach.
3: Well, dude, uh, 2018 we be the uh, change of Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's what a, you think about Lane Kiffin? Uh,
1: you know, I I think Lane Kiffin, he's like laying in the bushes, man. You know, he just signed a new 10-year deal with that team down there, uh, FAU. FAU. Uh, uh-huh. He, and, and and that's good for the school. You know, you know what I'm saying? Because he'll probably never fulfill that 10-year deal. But whoever comes in and won't lend Glenn Kiffin to come and coach for them, whether it be Tennessee, I doubt it'll be Tennessee. It might be um, West, It might be UCLA, or it it might be um, Memphis, or it, it it might be um, who might be the Florida Gators in a, in a couple years. They're gonna have to buy out that cons- that contract from FAU, and FAU's gonna make money from it. You understand what I'm saying? Because they're not gonna pay their next coach like that.
3: Mm-mm. Now, um, I see we got the national championship game all night. Now, UCF had a legitimate, they had a legitimate, uh, you know, I guess beef as as you know, a national champion. They went uh, went undefeated, thirteen and zero. And Gene beat beat both of these teams tonight. Who? What do you think on that? Well, they
1: didn't play either one of those teams. You know, I, I just don't think, and I, I, I like you, Cliff. Um, my niece graduated from University of Central Florida, um, but I really think that in order, you know, to be the best, you got to beat the best. And I think when you look at their schedule, and they don't, they're in Florida. And they don't play Miami, Florida State, or the Florida Gators. You can't name yourself national champion if you can't beat if you don't even if you don't even put them on your schedule. That's my whole beef with with uh, with Central Florida uh, wanting to be named national champions. If you can't, you got to beat somebody. You know, you got to beat somebody at least good in your state. And I know they and no you know, South Florida they're they they're a worthy opponent, but. When we think about football in the state of Florida, South Florida is maybe that fourth or fifteenth we talk about. We talk about the Big Three first, right? Even when they're down, we talk about them first. So that's why I really think I think Central Florida. Now next year, next year if they go out there and they play Nebraska and and, uh, and they beat them, and they play Penn State and they beat them, and they don't play Miami, Florida State, or Florida. I might put them in the, in, the, in the conversation for the national championship.
3: Well, see, it's, it's their conference. They have to get in a different conference. Well, hey,
1: I'm I'm right now saying, uh, uh, I say Miami needs to play a better, um, a, a better uh, non-conference schedule. You understand what I'm saying? And Bethune Cookman and um, and uh, Arkansas State don't cut it for me. In the uh, in the non-conference schedule, you know, just like I'm saying, Central Florida, they if they're gonna they're gonna have a non-conference schedule, right? They can't they don't mm-hmm. play everybody in their schedule. When you have a non-conference schedule, schedule Nebraska, schedule uh, schedule Penn State. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And and I, and I'm not I'm not taking anything um, away, but Central Florida, that the the, um, the Georgia Tech game was canceled. The Memphis game was canceled. You understand what I'm saying? So, I, I, I think they did make up that Memphis game. Yeah,
2: never had still. was still. Yeah, 62,
1: 6, 62 55. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, I, uh, <laughs> but when you play SMU, UConn, Temple, <laughs> Uh, East Carolina, East Carolina, one of the worst teams in the league in college football last year. You know, um, Maryland, that's just a decent team. But still, you got to have a worthy schedule to be considered for the uh, for the national championship. And that's just that's just how I look at that. Yeah. Uh, OK. Yeah. Well, hey, Damon, don't be a stranger, man. We're here every Monday night talking about football, talking about sports. Yep. All right, well, thanks for having me. Hey, man, thanks for calling. Don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night. Yep. All right. Late. Appreciate you, Damon. Take care. Happy New Year again, brother. Hey, Happy um, Happy New- Matt. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Damon. We got any uh, other callers on, Matt? All right, hey, thanks. Hey, but, um, you know, I was thinking earlier of um you know some of the some of the people involved in um sports um that did not you know uh, actually make it to 2018 and one of the people that I thought about that really um I want to say touched me the most, but uh, Cortez Kennedy. You know, I had an opportunity to meet Cortez Kennedy on several occasions uh, through our affiliation with the University of Miami, and what a nice guy! I mean, you know, he was just always so warm and greeting. Wanted to greet everybody, you know, whether he knew you or not. He was one of those guys that. That you could just walk up to and talk to. He was always available and made himself accessible to everybody. Um, you know, we're gonna really miss Cortez Kennedy in the in the um, in the press box up in the where we watch the games at. All the former players were up there. He usually comes up. About, he came up about once or twice every year. It's always a pleasure to see him and talk to him. So we're gonna miss Cortez Kennedy and um, you know um, some other. Um, people that have that are not going to be uh that we're not going to be able to ever talk to again in this 2018 was um I lost my train of thought there for a second but anyways someone was talking earlier about the uh, the Levant Levant the the ball situation well I really think that the ball situation is really almost not getting out of hand, but I think Magic Johnson is doing the right thing by not talking about this stuff and letting it go. Um, I think I think we talk about some people that are in big positions that have mental uh, instabilities. I really think this guy um, LeBron um, Ball, the Papa Ball has some instabilities and I think he's a he's an attention hog. And when you find people like that, they just really, really, really find ways to to find attention to themselves. You know, I'll never forget as a social worker, I learned early in the game, there's two, two kinds of attention. It's good attention and it's bad attention. But people that love attention, they'll do things to get bad attention. Just like people do go out of their way to do things to get good attention, there are people out there that will go out of their way just to get any attention. If that means doing something bad to be recognized, they'll do some. They'll do something bad. So, hey, guys. Let's two good things to be recognized all the time in the world that we live in, whether it's in the world of sports, what we call good sportsmanship, or whether it's just in the world opening a door for someone or holding the door for someone or just saying thank you or saying have a nice day. or Hey, you be safe out there today. Hey, just thinking about you. I'm going to tell you, it goes a long way and it makes us all feel a little bit better and a little bit safer in this world we live in. And it's nothing more important than knowing that you're living in a safe environment. Hey, guys, that's it for us this week. We'll be back next week with more sports information.